Hi there, and welcome to a new episode of Stories That Made Us. We, in this first series, talk of the tales of our origin, the creation myths of civilizations, tribes, and cultures from around the world. This episode showcases two such tales of the Hopi, a Native American tribe of the United States. This tale is one of the many Native American stories that we've covered over the past months. Check out episode 1 for tales of the Achomavi, Atsugevi, and Dakoma Pueblo. Episodes 4 and 6 recount the stories of various Apache and Algonquian-speaking tribes respectively, while episode 9 features the Arikara and the Arapaho. You'll find the fascinating stories of the Cherokee, Kado, and the Cheyenne in episode 12, and the Creek, Crow, and Yegenyo in episode 15. Now that plugging previous episodes is out of the way, let's get back to the creation myth of the Hopi. The Hopi is a sovereign nation living on several mesas or flat-topped hills that rise above the surrounding Navajo Reservation in northeastern Arizona. Their lands encompass more than 1.5 million acres and are made up of predominantly 12 villages on three mesas. Their society is perhaps best known to us for their elaborate dance ceremonies. These ceremonies involve mysterious spirit figures known as the Kachina. Below is their tale of the creation of the world and our origin and place in it. I apologize in advance for any mistakes made while pronouncing some of the names. In the beginning, there was nothing. In this dark and empty void, there appeared Tawa, the sun god. Beside Tawa came the spider woman. Now all the power and the magic of the above belonged to Tawa, while those of the underworld were lorded over by the spider woman. Both Tawa and spider woman lived in the underworld, which was the home of all gods. Now back then, the two were all there was to the world. They lived with no company, no man or woman, no animals or birds. Nothing existed, for the gods had not yet willed creation to life. Eventually, the two gods were lonely and longed for company. Moreover, they wished to share the heavy burden of creation. So Tawa divided himself to create Miyinwa, the god of all life germs. Spider-Woman spied this and chose to divide herself as well. In dividing herself, she birthed Husri Wuthi. She is the woman of all hardened substances, the goddess of wealth and ornaments such as corals, turquoise, silver and shells. She became the bride of Tawa, and from their holy union came the Marvelous Ones. The first of the Marvelous Ones was the Holy Twins, Pukonhoya, the youth, and Palunhoya, the echo. 
Then came the Hikanavaya, ancient of the six. The six being the four world quarters, north, south, east and west, and the above and below. Later, they birthed the man-eagle, a great feathered serpent. Spider-woman and Tawa then had the sacred thought. They decided to create the earth and place it between up and down and within the four corners, in the void that was the eternal waters. The moment they had this mighty thought, it turned into a sacred song. I am Tawa, sang the sun god. I am light, I am life, I am the father of all. I am Kokyan Ruhti, then sang the Spider-Woman. I am the receiver of light and the weaver and nourisher of life. I am the mother of all. Tawa then continued. My thoughts turn to creation and the images of beautiful creatures, birds floating in the sky and fish swimming in waters. So be it then sang the Spider-Woman. Let the thoughts of Tawa be brought to life. Saying this, she picked up clay that lay beside her and with it fashioned the first birds and fish. One by one, she shaped them and laid them aside, but life was not yet bestowed upon them. Now when Spider-Woman had finished shaping the first creatures, she and Tawa placed the sacred blanket over the newly fashioned beings. They then chanted the song of life. This is how the first of all creatures stirred to life. Now even though the first creatures were beautiful and wondrous, and they filled Tawa and Spider-Woman's heart with much joy, the two deities, the first of gods, were not yet satisfied. We need people who are made in our image, those who could rule this world between the up and the down, this new creation that exists within the four corners," said Tawa to the Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman took these thoughts of Tawa and formed them into two new clay figurines. These became the first man and woman. Once they were made, Spider-Woman took the figurines in her arms and cradled them. Tawa looked upon the two with deep glowing eyes. They sang the magical song of life, and thus were born the first of our ancestors. When Tawa saw the first man and woman, he was pleased. Now these are good and mighty beings that we have made, he noted. Now all creation is finished, and we shall make no more. Let all our creation multiply. This Spider-Woman said, instructing not only mankind, but also all animals and birds, all creatures of the earth and the waters, to reproduce and multiply. Once all this was brought to bear, Tawa then said, Now my work is finished. 
Each day I shall journey across the sky to keep watch on all our creations. I shall shed my light upon them and nourish and heal them. But before I go, I shall shine in all brightness upon the water so that dry lands might emerge. This will be the first day of this new age. This is how land first appeared upon earth which was previously covered by water. Meanwhile, instructed to multiply, it was not long before men, women and many creatures prospered in the underworld. Soon, the underworld was full of new life. Spider-Woman, when she deemed that enough had multiplied in the shelter of the gods' abode, led them through the four worlds of the underworld. She took them across the spider hole, Osipapu, and led them to the new world between up and down, the world between the four corners. This is how we all came to the earth, animals, plants, birds, and mankind alike. Spider-Woman then made clans. This is how you shall remain. This is how you shall enjoy the bountiful world. Each will be loyal to your tribe and will be identified by the actions of the whole tribe. She said, You are the Zunis tribe and you the Kohoninos. Spider-Woman thus named all the tribes one by one. At last, she named the ancestors of the Hopi. Spider-Woman then established villages and instructed the people on how to keep life and grow and prosper. The men must hunt for meat and hide, she said, while women must take up farming and grow the corn. The women must also build houses and keep them clean and tidy. She must also lead the families in all matters inside the home. She then instructed the men to build underground places called kivas. This is where all clans would meet and send messages to the gods. This is also where gods would send their blessings and it is from here new people and creatures would emerge for new beginnings upon this world between the up and the down. Spider-Woman also told the people how to call the Great Serpent. Now the leaders of the clans wondered why they needed the Great Serpent. But Spider-Woman explained that it is the serpent who, by striking the earth, would provide rain to make the corn and other crops grow. Having thus imparted all the knowledge required for mankind and animals to prosper, it was time for Spider-Woman to head back to her home, to the underworld. But before descending back to her abode, she called all the clans together one last time. Do as I have taught you, she said, and you will prosper. Dawa will watch over you every day, and I will take care of you at night. Saying this, she departed. And where she had stood, there flew beautiful butterflies.
This creation myth attributes Earth and all life to Tawa and Spider-Woman. There are other variants of the story where Husri Murti, the deity of hard surfaces, was the creator. In the beginning, she constituted the nucleus of the world, for there existed only the hard surface. Tawa, the sun god, existed too. He came from the east each day, travelling across the sky, to reach Husri Wuti's home each night at the west. She let him in so that he could take the trapdoor and find his way back to the east before morning each day. Husri Wuti had also created Muinwu, the young crop god. This particular tale is highlighted in the following story as was told to the missionary and ethnographer Henrik Voth in 1905. This story not only talks of the origin of the world, animals, and man, but also discusses the arrival of the Spaniards. Needless to say, by the time the story had been recorded, colonial invasions had permeated into the Hopi culture and stories. The following myth is recorded in the book titled The Traditions of the Hopi, Anthropological Series by Henrik Roth. Please check the description for details about the text. A very long time ago, there was nothing but water. In the east, Husrui Vuti, the deity of all hard substances, lived in her ocean. Her house was a hut or a kiva, like the kivas of the Hopi of today. To the ladder leading into the kiva were usually tied a skin of a grey fox and one of a yellow fox. Another Husri Vuti lived in the ocean in the west in a similar kiva, but to her ladder was attached a turtle shell rattle. Tawa, the sun, also existed at this time. Shortly before rising in the east, the sun would dress up in the skin of the grey fox, whereupon it would begin to dawn, the so-called white dawn of the Hopi. After a little while, the sun would lay off the green skin and put on the yellow fox skin, whereupon the bright dawn of the morning, the so-called yellow dawn of the Hopi, would appear. The sun would then rise, that is, emerge from an opening in the north end of the kiva in which Husri Vuti of the east lived. After arriving in the west, the sun would first announce his arrival by fastening the rattle on the point of the ladder beam, whereupon he would enter the kiva or the hut, pass through an opening in the north end, and continue his course eastward during the night under the water, just so that he might be ready to travel the sky again the next day. By and by, these two deities the Husri Wuti of the East and Husri Wuti of the West caused some dry land to appear amid the water, the waters receding eastward and westward. The sun, passing over this dry land, constantly took notice of the fact that no living being of any kind could be seen anywhere, 
and mentioned this to the two deities. So one time, the Husruvuti of the West sent word through the sun to the Husruvuti in the East to come over to her as she wanted to talk over this matter. The Husruvuti of the East complied with this request and proceeded into the West over a rainbow. After consulting each other on this point, the two concluded that they would create a little bird. So the deity of the East made a wren of clay and covered it with a piece of a native cloth called Myotchapu. Hereupon, they sang a song over it, and after a little while, the little bird showed signs of life. Uncovering the blanket, a live bird came forth, saying, Why do you want me so quickly? Yes, they said, we want you to fly all over this dry place and see whether you can find anything living. The two deities thought that the sun always passed over the middle of the earth, and so he might have failed to notice any living beings that might exist in the north or the south. So the little wren flew all over the earth, but upon its return reported that no living being existed anywhere. Tradition says, however, that by this time, Spider-Woman lived somewhere in southwest at the edge of the water, also in a kiva, but this the little bird had failed to notice. Hereupon, the deity of the west proceeded to make many birds of different kinds and forms, placing them again under the same cover under which the wren had been brought to life. They sang a song over them. Presently, the birds began to move under the cover. The goddess removed the cover and found under it all kinds of birds and fowls. Why do you want us so quickly? The new creatures asked. Yes, we want you to inhabit this world. Hereupon, the two deities taught every kind of birds the sound that it should make, and then the birds scattered out in all directions. Hereupon, the Husrivuti of the West made of clay all different kinds of animals, and they were brought to life in the same manner as the birds. They also asked the same question, Why do you want us so quickly? We want you to inhabit this world, was the reply given to them, whereupon they were taught by their creators their different sounds or languages, after which they proceeded forth to inhabit different parts of the earth. The two deities, having thus created animals and birds, now concluded that they would create man. The deity of the East made of clay first a woman, and then a man, who were brought to life in the same manner as the birds and animals before them. They asked the same question and were told that they should live upon this earth and should understand everything. Hereupon, the Husri Wuti of the East made two tablets of hard substance, 
whether stone or clay, tradition does not say, and drew upon them with the wooden stick certain characters. She then handed these tablets to the newly created man and woman, who looked at them but did not know what they meant. So the deity of the East rubbed with the palms of her hands, first the palms of the woman, and then the palms of the man, by which they were enlightened, so that they understood the writing on the tablets. Hereupon, the deities taught these two a language. After they had taught them the language, the goddess of the East took them out of the Kiva and led them over a rainbow to her home in the East. Here they stayed four days, after which Husruibuti told them to go now and select for themselves a place and live there. The two proceeded forth, saying that they would travel around a while, and wherever they'd find a good field, they would remain. Finding a nice place at last, they built a small and simple house, similar to the old houses of the Hopi. Soon, the Husriwuti of the West began to think of the matter again, and said to herself, This is not the way yet that it should be. We are not yet done, and communicated her thoughts to the Husriwuti of the East. By this time, the Spider Woman had heard all of this matter and she decided to anticipate what the two deities would do. She also decided to create some beings of herself. So she also made a man and a woman of clay, covered them up and sang over them, and brought to life her handiwork. But these two proved to be Spaniards. She taught them the Spanish language, also giving them similar tablets and imparting knowledge to them by rubbing their hands in the same manner as the woman of the East had done with her creation. Hereupon, she created two burros, which she gave to the Spanish man and woman. The latter settled down close by. After this, Spider Woman continued to create people in the same manner as she had created the Spaniards always a man and a woman, giving a different language to each pair. But all at once, she found that she had forgotten to create a woman for a certain man, and that is the reason why now there are always some single men. Spider-Woman continued the creating of people in the same manner, giving new languages at the pair's form. All at once, she found that she had failed to create a man for a certain woman. In other words, it was found that there was one more woman than there were men. Oh my, she said, how is this going to be? And then addressing the single woman, she said, There is a single man somewhere who went away from here. You try to find him, and if he accepts you, you live with him. If not, both of you will have to remain single. You do the best you can about that. The single woman and man 
finally found each other and the woman said, Where shall we live? The man answered, Why, here, anywhere where we shall remain together. So he went to work and built a house for them in which they lived. But it did not take very long before they commenced to quarrel with each other. I want to live here alone, the woman said. I can prepare food for myself. Yes, but who'll get the wood? Who will work the fields for you? The man said. We had better remain together. They made up with each other, but peace did not last. They soon quarreled again, separated for a while, came together again, separated again, and so on. Had these people not lived in that way, all the other Hopi would now live in peace. But others learned it from them. And that is the reason why there are so many contentions between the men and their wives. These were the kind of people that Spider-Woman had created. Meanwhile, the deities of the East and West had convened together. When the Husributi of the West said, I do not want to remain here alone. I also want some people to live here. So she also created many other people, but always a man and a wife. They were created in the same way as the deity of the East had created hers. They lived in the West. Only wherever the people the Spider-Woman had created came in contact with these good people of the two deities, there was trouble. The people at that time led a nomadic life, living mostly on game. Wherever they found rabbits or deer, they would kill the game and eat it. This led to a good many contentions among the people. This saddened the deity. And finally, the woman of the West said to her people, I am tired of your bickerings. You remain here. I am going to live amid the ocean in the West. When you want anything from me, you pray to me over there. Her people regretted this very much, but she left them. The Husriwoti of the East did the same thing, and that is the reason why we do not see those deities in the present day. Those Hopi who want something from them deposit their prayer offerings in the village. When they say their wishes and prayers, they think of the two deities who live in the far distance. The Spanish, meanwhile, were angry at Husriwuti for leaving their land, and two Spaniards took their guns and proceeded to the abiding place of the deity. The Spaniards were very skillful and they found a way to get there. When they arrived at the house of Husriwuti, the latter at once surmised what their intentions were. You have come to kill me, she said. Don't do that. Lay down your weapons, and I shall show you something. I am not going to hurt you. The Spaniards laid down their arms, whereupon she went to the rear end of the kiva and brought out a white lump like a stone. 
and laid it before the two men, asking them to lift it. One tried it, but could not lift it, and what was worse, his hands adhered to the stone. The other man tried to assist him, but his hands also adhered to the stone, and thus they were both prisoners. Hereupon, Husruibuti took the two guns and said, These two don't amount to anything, and then rubbed them between her hands to powder. She then said to them, You people ought to live in peace with one another. You people of Spider Woman know many things, and the people whom we've made also know many but different things. You ought not to quarrel about these things, but learn from one another. If one has or knows a good thing, he should exchange it with others for other good things that they know and have. If you will agree to this, I shall release you. They said they did, and that they would try no more to kill the deity. Then the latter went to the rear end of the kiva, where she disappeared through an opening in the floor, from where she exerted a secret influence upon the stone, and thus released the two men. They departed, but Husruibuti did not fully trust them, thinking that they would return. But they never did. It is perhaps unsurprising that a society that values the role of women and goddesses in the tales of their origin would be matrilineal. The Hopi creation myth, after all, is dominated by the female creative deities. The male deity, Tawa, is portrayed as the divine creative energy that is represented by the sun. Interestingly, the tale is one of the few that speaks of a divine song that leads to the creation of animals and mankind. No wonder that songs play a large role in the Hopi ceremonies. That's all for this episode. If you've liked the Hopi tale of our origin, please do subscribe. Listen to the creation myths of other tribes, cultures, and civilizations in the previous episodes. As I alluded to earlier, we've covered many tales of the Native American tribes in the podcast. Check out episodes 1, 4, 6, 9, 12, and 15 if you'd like to hear more. If you have any comments, advice, or feedback, please reach out to us on social media. Our Twitter and Instagram handle is at stories, THT, MDE, US. That's at stories, THT, MDE, US. You may also email us at info.storiesthatmadeus at gmail.com. Finally, do share the podcast with your friends and family. I'll see you again next week. Until then, goodbye.